Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. You know, we mentioned this yesterday. I think Rick Snyder brought it up on our show. He covers the Commanders um, as a columnist for 106.7 The Fan. Montez Sweat, the edge rusher, started the season with the Commanders. He's first on the team in sacks with 6.5. He was traded at the deadline to the Chicago Bears. He's first on the team with six sacks with the Bears. Putting together a 12-and-a-half sack season. It's kind of embarrassing for both teams, though, isn't it? It, it kind of is, um, but it's just really good for Montez Sweat. Oh, yeah. And it sucks because that's the guy I wanted to keep, right? I was so over Chase Young. I was actually over Chase Young the moment his dad called in <laughs> yeah, to this was... radio station right here to co- talk to Grant Polson. And his dad said, you're just eating hot dogs and eating chips <laughs> and commenting on my son. And Grant politely said... Well, sir, I'd get paid to give my opinion. Yeah. And uh, I actually ran into a listener the other day, and he was, like, com- complimenting Grant nonstop for that because the way he handled it. I, I, it was, I said it was fantastic. I would have freaked out. Like, are you kidding me? Chase Young's dad doesn't like me commenting on his son? Get the heck out of here. Yeah, and he didn't even have Danny on that day. So no, he was right. fighting by himself. I know. <laughs> it's It seems like anytime there's big news... Danny's on vacation. <laughs> it's just, it's a funny inside bit on Grand Danny that you can hear every day from 3 to 6 right here on The Fan. So we're open up the phone lines, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Do you want Sam Howell to be the starting quarterback in 2024? It's the lead question on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for the phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. All right, I said it before, I'll say it again. Jacoby Brissett impressed me. He looked poised. He looked like he had confidence, maturity, threw the deep ball really nicely to Terry McLaurin. I mean, it was a perfect throw uh, to the end zone there for the first touchdown, and then again to Terry McLaurin down to the one-yard line. But I want Sam Howell to start for the rest of the season. I don't want to watch Jacoby Brissett start. I want it to be Sam Howell. But if he's going to be the starting quarterback next season, he has to earn it by playing well. He needs to show me that he hasn't fully regressed or ran out of steam, ran out of juice at the end of this season. Stubb, what do you think? Do you want Sam Howell to start 2024? I, uh, It really is going to depend on the next three weeks because either he's going to be good and we're going to want him, or he's going to be terrible, and we're going to tank, and we'll have a great pick. Yeah. So I, right. I want him to start because either of those two things are going to happen. All right. I know. I think the best-case scenario is Sam Howell and the offense go out and put up 32 points, and then they lose 33-32, to 32, yeah. right? So we continue to get a better uh, draft position, but also Sam kind of proves that he should be the guy next yeah. year. And, and really, I think he's putting stuff on tape for the new coaching staff. I think... Look, Ron Rivera is absolutely going to be fired. Did you see Sports Illustrated came out with an article? Looks like the commanders are going to move on from Ron Rivera at the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, it, it seems like everyone across the country yeah. is, is fully aware that it's, it's, he will not be it's here. It's very much a well-duh moment <laughs> with Ron Rivera. He's going to be gone. Uh, I believe there's several reports out there that Josh Harris is already 
keen on a few GMs as possibilities to come in here potentially and become the new GM. That guy will then hire a new coach who will then decide who will be the quarterback of the future. I am very strong in my opinion that that has to be the order of operations. Fire Ron Rivera immediately. Please get rid of Jason Wright while you're at it. The Martys, everybody in that front office. Anybody who's related to Ron Rivera because there are a few people in that building. We even had, um, what's his name? Uh... Jack Del Rio had a kid, right? Or get him coach. out of there. Get him out of here. <laughs> get him out right? of here. So get rid of everyone. Bring in a GM, all right? And then let him pick the next head coach. And then the next head coach picks the quarterback. If the GM picks the quarterback and then you go get the coach, the coach is always going to have it in his back pocket. Oh, that wasn't my guy. Wasn't my QB. So you got to follow that order of operations you want to be successful. Phone lines are open 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got Robert in Glen Allen. Robert, you want to talk backup quarterbacks? Well, Adam, I've tried really hard this whole season not to call in and comment <laughs> on Sam Howell because, as you know, I'm a Taylor Heideke fan and, and believe in him you know, exponentially. So I've tried very hard out of respect to die to be the, you know, drone in on and on about it. But number one, I don't think y'all are any better off than you were, you know, when Taylor was being QB. And I've told you a thousand times that they had taken the 28 million they gave to Carson Wentz and put it into the line and maybe another target. We would have been in the playoffs last year easy. Yeah. But they didn't do that. And then this year they moved on with Howe. And, you know, the first couple games, everybody was saying he was the second coming. Your buddy J.P. Finley's <laughs> annoying because he's, he's backtracked <laughs> everything he said the first two or three, uh, you know, weeks of the season. So, anyway, so, no, I, I don't see where Howe's the answer. Well, let, just, me ask, let me ask you a question, Robert, because yeah. you brought up a good point here. I, I totally agree. They wasted the money on Carson Wentz. They didn't fix the offensive line. Same thing this season. They didn't fix the offensive line. They drafted a guy in the third and the fourth round. They turned into nothing. No, Nobody. They're not playmakers at all. Um, but the thing is, is I believe that this team would have had success this season talking seven or eight wins if the defense had been at the same level as last year. What do you think led to the defense completely falling off? Well, they're on the field a lot more, I think, a little. I mean, I don't know the exact. You'd have to break down the time on the field. But they definitely were, uh, I think, on the field a little bit more. And Because and Taylor did move the chains. You know, uh, if Hal gets you a big strike, then you're right back on the field. Taylor was more methodical moving the ball down the field. And I do think they got a lot of rest uh, more than they did this year. But that's not an excuse. I, I really don't know, to be honest with you. I thought the defense would be a top ten defense like everybody else. So uh, that was that was that's just that's a mystery. And, uh, yeah. You know, just it's that is just something I can't answer because everybody everybody thought they'd be a top ten defense. But, Robert. Yeah. Nobody thought Sam Howell was going to be the answer except for maybe you and <laughs> JP and a couple of the homers. So. So you wanted to talk backup quarterbacks here. My producer told me, and the Atlanta Falcons. I'll, I'll admit I thought they had the NFC South wrapped up with their schedule, taking on the Bucks, and they lose that game. And then the Panthers, and they lose to the worst team in the NFL, 9-7. to And it appears that the Falcons have decided, Arthur Smith confirmed earlier today, Falcons will turn back to Taylor Heineke for the last three games. What do you think? Can Heineke lead the Falcons to the playoffs? Well, I think he could have led them to the playoffs, but they chose because the games that he did play and start, you know, he had two leads 
uh, in two of the three games he played in uh, with about a minute and a half to go in both games. He got them the lead at the end of the game, and the defense you know, laid down and gave up two of those. So he was definitely moving the ball, putting up a lot more points than Ritter. Uh, they're very similar, I think, um, but uh, uh, Ritter just is, makes just horrible. Like he gave the game away on the eight-yard line this week. All he needed was a field goal to go up two scores, and he threw a pick uh, right there in, on the eight-yard line. That's that's what led to his benching. And so, can he do it? I, I think he could have done it, but they're 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 backed up against the wall. And once again, you know, break the glass. Uh, you know, to bring out Superman, and uh, you know, hopefully he can do it. So, well, I, I will say, Robert, I, I was talking last segment about how I'm, if we're looking at backup quarterbacks, the year of the backup, I'm absolutely supporting Joe Flacco. But this news about Taylor Heineke getting the start has me fired up. I'm going to be rooting for the Falcons against the Colts, the Bears, and then to close out the season against the Saints. I think there's an opportunity here because they play against New Orleans. Uh, you know, I think these teams might beat each other up over the final few weeks. I'm going to ride with the Falcons and Heineke. Let's get it done, Atlanta. I hope so, man. The Colts are going to be a tough out, but let's hopefully, if he gets through that one, then, uh, then I'm, I think he can definitely you know, close out the last two. So, All right, Robert, before I let you go, what happened to ODU in their bowl game? <laughs> oh, Adam, Adam. Adam, we just be terrible coaching. I love our coach, uh, <laughs> but we just it's our fourth blown twenty plus lead this season, uh, and uh, we were all in the stands. Just we kind of felt it was coming, and uh, it was just super disappointing. ODU showed up with a, a ton of people. I don't know how it showed on TV, but half the stadium was full of Old Dominion folks. The school did a good job. I feel really bad for our kids. Uh, they they deserve to win that game, but the coaches. Uh, they let us down, and that's just, you know, I don't like our coaches and hate to throw stones at them, but, man, they, they let our kids down. They, they deserve to win that game. That's frustrating. Thanks for chiming in, though, Robert. I appreciate it. You got it. Bye-bye. Yep. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. When we return, we're going to do an impromptu dude food After the show yesterday, we had the podcast, Black and Gold Fan Podcast. New episode is available right now on Spotify, iTunes, or the Odyssey app with a special guest from the Richmond Times-Dispatch, Zach Joachim. But while I was preparing for the podcast, I went out to grab some lunch, and I had the best tacos I've had in my entire life. Entire life? Best tacos of my life. Wow. Tell you where when we return. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Hokies fans, stay locked to 910 The Fan for the Cowan Gates Hokies update in 15 minutes. Bill Roth will join us for not one but two full segments to preview the Military Bowl. Virginia Tech taking on Tulane. Stubb, you remember the Hokies. Are you fired up for this bowl game? Of course I am. Right? It's a chance to get a trophy. Yeah, I'd be happy about that. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Based on records and everything. But. Absolutely. But look, just getting to the bowl game was huge for the program, and then winning it could be even better. Uh, it's got to help with recruiting. So that's coming up in about 15 minutes. Chase Hughes will join us here on a Wizards Wednesday at 2.15 to go around the NBA. And then Ed Nixon's going to join us in studio, talk a little VCU basketball to close out the show today. Uh, but we mentioned it last segment. 
All right, we were gonna want to do a little dude food here today uh, because I had an amazing lunch yesterday, so good that I think I want to get it today. And it reminds me of a segment I used to do on my podcast, Play to Win. This was pre-dude food. We would call it uh, double dine. If Ooh. a food was so good, you wanted to eat it twice. Double dine. Back I to see, back. I see. Right? Um, so this place that I'm about to mention, I would absolutely double dine. Uh, but it is time to do a little dude food here on The Fan. Dude! Food! We're not responsible for the content of this program. Or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he this off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude! Food! Alright, so every day for Dude Food, Stub puts together a list of all the latest food news here locally or around the country. Anything trending uh, with snacks or fast food items. Uh, and obviously, I come up with my own list, but I don't want to be selfish today. So let's go to the phone lines first. See if the members of the AWOD Army want to chime in here on a Dude Food. And on line one, it looks like we've got Jay Smitty calling in from Winchester. What's going on, Smitty? What's going on, Awad? How y'all doing today? I'm, I'm doing pretty well, Good. and I remember the last time you called, it was for the McRib, right? Correct, correct. Absolutely. Glad to see her He'll be back again. <laughs> so what do you want to call in about today? I'm, I'm hyped at yesterday's dude food, dude food, finding out about the new menu items at Chuck E. Cheese. All right. How often do you go to Chuck E. Cheese now? <laughs> I'll probably go about once every two months. Me and the wife, we take our nieces there, and you know, it's an absolute good time there. I mean, the pizza's gotten better over the years. The games have gotten better. You know, we're old enough to drink now. They've got good beer and wine selection. I love that. So uh, are you telling me that Chuck E. Cheese has actually improved over the last 20 years? <laughs> I th absolutely. I think it's much better now as an adult than when we were kids. Do you take, uh, do you take your nieces and nephews to Dave & Buster's, or is that, are they too, too young for that? Uh, I think they're too young for that, yeah. which is kind of perfect, you know, because they pass. it's now a wristband instead of tokens to play the games, and they pass it back to me, and I get to play all the games that I want. Oh, that is really nice. <laughs> that is cool. Man, I'll tell you, I was a champion at skee-ball growing up. That was my go-to game. What's your favorite game? I like the NFL two-minute drill they got in there now. Whoa, that is cool. Explain that to me. Pretty much... Uh, you know, like when you were a kid and you throw the tire through the, or the football through the tire in the backyard, kind of that in an arcade format. Okay, I, I gotta ask: Will I'm, you be trying out the meatballs on the new <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese menu next time you're there? Oh, I, I absolutely will be. I'll be <laughs> trying it all. <laughs> Jay Smitty, good call. Any other dude food news you wanted to bring up today? Oh, uh, none that I can think of. But I'm I'm hoping to get to Chuck E. Cheese this weekend. You know. <laughs> Slam about six beers in there, drop back in the pocket like Mahomes, and sling it. <laughs> I love that. You're going to have to give us an update on the new menu items at Chuck E. Cheese next week. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. So, stop. You're wondering where I went yesterday for yeah. lunch, and I'm claiming it was the best taco I've had my entire life. I went to Torchy's Tacos. Torchy's Tacos, best taco I've ever had in my entire life, was the Wrangler at Torchy's Tacos. It's a breakfast uh, burrito-style taco 
with eggs, salsa, potatoes, and brisket. All right. It was so good. And actually, just a little did a little research. Torchy Tacos was founded by Mike Ripka, who was actually born at Richmond Memorial Hospital. So the article mentioned Torchy's now has two locations in Richmond and might have a third on the way. He said, I was born at Richmond Memorial Hospital. We lived off of Monument Avenue. My mom and dad used to work for the Richmond newspaper. How about that? They were both journalists. He said, my dad was a photographer. My mom was a journalist. So we love Torchy's Tacos here at AWOD Radio, and I think it's even cooler uh, that he's from Richmond. Of course, they expanded to Richmond earlier this year with the um, big-time location in Carytown. Yesterday, I went to the one uh, that was in Innsbruck, and it was delicious. I got two tacos so good that I'm ready to double-dine. I want more tacos today. I get it. Yesterday was Taco Tuesday. That was so good, I want a Taco Wednesday. I need to try it out because... uh a couple uh, last year, I went to Chicago to a place called Velvet Taco. Yeah, and it changed my life. Really, but obviously, I'm not in Chicago anymore. Yeah, so I need a new place. I will be checking that out soon. Yeah, I, I will say I love the tacos at Blue Habanero, but that's more of like a sit down restaurant. Torchies, you can sit at the bar, but it's like a hey, get it to go. And I knew that Torchies was doing like a free queso for a year bit, but the funny thing is, supposedly, is you have to like win a T-shirt. And then you have to wear that T-shirt every time you go if you want the free case. Hey, fair enough. Right? I think that's fair. (laughs) Uh, But in the article I read about Mike Ripka, the owner of Torchy's Taco, he actually filled people in on a little bit of an insider Torchy's Taco's secret menu. Ooh. Secret menu. Now, we've talked about secret menu on my show before. I'm the biggest fan of secret menu okay. items. Have you ever had a secret menu no, item? No, I get nervous to ask for it. Really? Because I because some of them well, some of them are like not even real and the, the people at the And they at look the at you like you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Doesn't I don't matter. want that you to happen to me. I have ordered three secret menu items in my life. I love them all. Number one, as a kid, if you didn't do this, I feel like you weren't you weren't living the right life at Chipotle. And that's the quesarito. Have you ever gotten that? No, I've never it's heard of it. It's a burrito. They take a um Another tortilla, fill oh. it with cheese, and surround the burrito so it's yeah, like a queso, that does uh, sound good. like a quesadilla inside In, a burrito. Yeah. It is like 2,000 calories, so get it once and then never try it again. <laughs> but it is amazing. That's the secret menu item at Chipotle. At Subway, shout out to my boy Brett. He got me hip to the chicken pizziola. It is their okay. meatball marinara sub, but you sub meatballs with their chicken. And it oh, is oh, excellent. Yeah. It's an excellent uh, secret menu item at Subway. And then, shout out to Danny Ruye from Grant and Danny. He got me hip to the Hummus Power Bowl at Panera. All right. Yeah. It comes with chicken, hummus, a couple good veggies, and it's like a, it's like a salad for, for men. It's a salad for <laughs> men. It's going to fill you up. The Hummus right. Power Bowl is excellent. So, those are my favorite secret menu items, but the owner of Torchy Tacos... Talked about his. He says, we have some things on a secret menu that you can get. You can get our trailer park hillbilly style taco. All right. And that's a trailer park trashy. Then you add chorizo, green chili pork. Um, and he said, we actually got that idea on a trip in San Francisco when he was eating tacos in the Mission District. He said, this one taco shop I went in, they were taking these corn tortillas and par frying them to where they were a little crispy 
but I had a little bit of flexibility to them, and then uh, they would add and melt cheese on them. So he said, hey, we would put them inside our flour tortillas and serve meat on them. So it's got that, and then it's got some guacamole with pickled onions and creamy chipotle sauce. He says it is a good taco. The trailer park hillbilly style secret menu item at Torchos. I might have to go try that yeah. today. Well, we got a special guest on the line right now. Oh, do we really? Throw to him. Yeah. Yeah. It is my very own father. At his, it is his birthday. Hey, oh. Dad, what's up? <laughs> hey, gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> All that talk about foods make me hungry. I just love lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stubb, happy birthday calling in. Or should I call him Senior Stubb? Senior Stubb. Senior Stubb is a good uh, is a good ring to it. Happy birthday. Happy holidays, Senior Stubb. I want you to know your son is the hardest working Gen Zer I've ever met. I hated Gen oh, Zers until I met your son. So you raised a good kid, man. That is fantastic. I appreciate that, and I appreciate the uh, happy birthday wishes, too. You guys are awesome. Absolutely. Did you know that your son has talked himself into a producer decathlon here at The Fan? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? Yeah. Now, here's the problem, though, is he doesn't have confidence in his push-up skills. Do you have any skills with your push-ups that you could teach him? He does. Really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. He he fell far from the tree on that one. <laughs> oh man! Well, happy birthday, Senior Stub. Uh, if you if you could go anywhere in the world to eat on your birthday, where would you choose? Right now, I'm thinking Torchy's Taco. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be downtown tonight. Maybe maybe that's where we should take you, Dad. <laughs> I love the sounds of it. Awesome. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Happy birthday, Senior Stub. Thank you, thank you. Yep. Talk to you guys soon. Yeah, that was a good call. I love <laughs> that. Impromptu, get your dad on the line. My, my dad spends about an hour in the gym every single day. Really? <laughs> he's not wrong. The oh, apple so did he's, he, he's like the buff guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you're the stub. Yeah, I'm the stub. Right, yeah. Man, so he if you're the stub, then he's the buff, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, you could say that. Yeah. All right, I'm Adam. Good call. Good yeah. call. I like that. He wants some Torchy's tacos now. Yeah, maybe we will. Yeah, you know what? That's a good birthday gift. Get him something from the secret menu. Ooh, yeah, I'll remember that. <laughs> yeah. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball and Keep it locked to 910 The Fan. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see VCU basketball uh, later on in the show today. Not right now. Don't call in right now. But anytime you hear this sound, you do know it's time for a giveaway. And who's our next contestant? Ding, 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 ding. Tell her what she's won. Not right now. Not right now, Stub. I, I see you Not getting right ready. Now. Not right now. That don't is the sounder. Yet. But don't call in right now, all right? Uh, but joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Chase Hughes. Chase, I was out at the um, Rams game, the VCU game, over the weekend, and I ran into a listener, and he said, Hey, Watt, I love the show. I want more Wizards talk. So I reached hmm. out to the best Wizards reporter I know, and that's Chase Hughes. What's going on, Chase? Well, I appreciate that. I'm doing well. And, um, you know, I would have asked you the same thing. I feel like it's been a while. I was a little worried that (laughs) maybe we weren't on the best terms. So it's it's good to be on with you again. The problem is, is I love to have you on the show after a win. And that's been a struggle this season. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what are your thoughts on the season so far, man? 
Well, uh, obviously, we knew going in that it was more about uh, the process than the results. They weren't expecting to win a ton of games. I I think so far, they're playing probably a little bit below the pace that they thought they'd be on right now at 4-22. and But, you know, you look at some of the things that aren't related to wins and losses that they certainly wanted to focus on going into this year, like the development of young players like Bilal Koulibaly and Denny Avia and Corey Kispert. Um, they, they probably feel pretty good about the way things have gone there, particularly with Bilal Koulibaly, their rookie seventh overall pick. Um, and they've also, you know, tried to install some new directions with the way they play. You know, like they're trying to play with a lot of pace and they're second in the league in pace and Kyle Kuzma's having a career year. So I think in a vacuum, there's some wins that they have been able to achieve, but certainly four and 22 is what it is. Chase, you know, another reason I didn't have you on the show is I'm embarrassed to say that I lit $80 on fire and I placed a bet before the season for the Wizards to make the playoffs. What was I? Because, look, here's what I thought. I thought Tyus Jones is a solid point guard. Jordan Poole's going to average 25 a game. Kuzma's going to be an all-star. I like Daniel Gafford's development. But, man, it's not happening. And they're, they're not even close to making the playoffs. Why did I make that bet, Chase? Uh, I don't know why you made that bet. Um, I will say, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think that's probably a pretty safe bet at this point. But mm. I do think they're going to play better than they have. Four and 22, like they're on pace to win like 14 games, which would be the worst record in franchise history. But you can look back, and there's been some teams that have started even worse than this. They ended up winning like 18, 19, 20 games. So I think it is a long season, and there are ebbs and flows and they just haven't hit their stride yet in any meaningful way. So I do think they'll end up winning more than 14 games, which is what they're on track for. Mm -hmm. Uh, But making the playoffs, I can't make any promises there. Absolutely. Who do you think has been the biggest bright spot for the Wizards this season outside of the play of Bilal Koulibaly? I'd probably say Kyle Kuzma. Um, You know, Koulibaly, as you mentioned, that's a a big uh, positive for them. But Kyle Kuzma... Having a career year for the third straight season since coming over from the Lakers, I I think is pretty remarkable for this team and um, is going to give them a lot of optionality moving forward, whether they want to keep him or whether they want to, you know, make a move sometime down the road because um, they re-signed him in the offseason to a four-year contract and he's gotten better. And that doesn't always happen. We know, uh, you know, watching this team over the years that that doesn't always happen. It's a testament to him. Um, to continue to figure out how to get better, you know, by averaging a career high in points, assists. Um, He's committing fewer turnovers than ever. He's been more efficient than ever. Um, All across the board offensively, he's been at his best. And that's while, you know, being higher on the scouting report, Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis gone. Um, But it's also a testament to the front office. You know, part of uh, being an executive in the NBA is not just, you know, finding guys who can get better in the draft, but finding players in free agency and re-signing your own in terms of veteran players that can get better. And, um, you know, it's still pretty early this season, but it looks like Kyle Kuzma has taken another step forward. And I think that's uh, definitely notable and, you know, something that is going to give the Wizards more options moving forward. Chase Hughes with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, covers the Wiz for Monumental Sports. Uh, I read a good article today on The Athletic by David Aldridge and Josh Robbins. Roadmap for a rebuild. How? And how fast can the Wizards improve their deficient roster? Chase Hughes, give me your roadmap for a rebuild. Well, they want to build through the draft, and that's inherently going to take a while, right? They've already made one first-round pick with Bilal Koulibaly, and it's it's off to a great start, seventh overall. 
they got to wait another calendar year to get another first round pick. And then another calendar year after that to get another one, you got to wait a year in between, um, you know, making these picks and each guy takes years to develop. And Will Dawkins and Michael Winger, who are in charge of their front office now have said that the number one thing that they learned at Oklahoma city studying under Sam Presti is that when you draft guys, you do so understanding that it could take 10 years for them to reach their peak. So it's, probably going to take a, a number of years for them to really put this together. But I think the roadmap begins with pace and also uh, defense and positional length. Um, I think they got all those things in Bilal Koulibaly. He's really good in, uh, on defense. He's really fast. Um, and he's got a 7-2 wingspan. And, and he's an excellent um, disruptor on the defensive end. So I think they're going to draft – uh, as many guys as they can who are like that at different positions. It's just going to take them a while to do that. Chase Hughes does stats and storytelling covering the Wizards and the NBA for Monumental Sports Network. Follow him on social media, Chase DC Sports. Chase, I don't want to put you in a bad spot, but would you like to comment on the Wizards and Caps moving to Alexandria? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm sure everyone's heard the news and it's still got to be approved by the Virginia General Assembly and also the Alexandria City Council. And, you know, like everyone, I've, I've, I've read everyone's thoughts. I haven't really commented publicly. I, I understand all the different viewpoints. Um, but I think in, ter- in, in a vacuum, you know, what it will mean for the Wizards is um, they do have an aging arena and their practice facility um, you know, is, is not, as I understand, up to what uh, other practice facilities are around the league. So I think, you know, in terms of making the Wizards a more competitive team, they see that as part of the path towards getting there is, you know, having a better arena, not only for fans, but also one that's more uh, convenient in ways for their players. And I think the practice facility uh, would help them, you know, make a better pitch to free agents. You know, obviously that's not what a lot of free agents would decide, you know, where they're going to play on. There's a lot of other factors at play, but um, I do think it, it is a path towards allowing the Wizards to sort of level up and, and become the big market team and attraction that they want to be. So um, long story short, I think the arena is going to be really cool. You know, I've, I've been to about half the arenas in the NBA. Um, there are ones that are bigger. There are ones that are newer and nicer, and I think that's what the Wizards envision with this one. You can always follow Chase on Instagram at Chase DC Sports. And on Instagram, you do more than just Wizards coverage. So let me ask you, Sam Howell, are you still all in on him as Commander's QB1? I'd say I'm like halfway in. I, I said I was all in a couple weeks ago. But um, <laughs> you know, really, if, if, if the Commanders get a top five pick in the draft, I think they should take a quarterback. If a guy like Jaden Daniels or, or Drake May is there, I think the opportunity to pick a quarterback in what seems like a quarterback-rich draft that high doesn't come around very often. As bad as the commanders have been for a really long time, how often have they picked this high? Like when they picked RG3 second and when they picked Chase Young second overall, those were outliers. Like usually they're picking like 12th to 18th. So this could be a rare opportunity. And, and I believe in Sam Howell. If they were picking like 15th overall, I'd say don't pick a quarterback. But picking top five, I think you take one of those guys and you figure it out later. And, you know, the best situation you can encounter is Sam Howell's good and the guy you pick is good. And then you can choose between them and trade the other one for draft picks. Yeah, Chase, this is why I love having you on the show, man. We, we completely agree with each other. I had a listener call me the sports Grinch because I've been flip-flopping <laughs> on Sam Howell. I, like you, a few weeks ago said I'm all in on him. Now it feels like he's regressed, and so I said, look, he if he wants the job next year, 
he might have to win a game or two to close out the season because you're right. If they have an opportunity to get a Caleb Williams or Drake May, you may have to pull the trigger. Yeah, hedge your bets. I think it's just sound logic. I mean, what if he continues in this downward direction um, by midway through next season? You know, there could be a quarterback who's a rookie playing like C.J. Stroud right now, and you would really regret that. Like, it, it might not take long for that decision to blow up in your face. So, yes, there's great left tackles available, Marvin Harrison Jr., but those quarterbacks look pretty good to me. I don't think this is the type of year where you take a guy fourth overall who should be the 10th overall pick. Like, I think these guys are legit. And I think they should hedge their bets and take one. Chase, great stuff, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Yep. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, phone lines are always open. We like to make this the most interactive radio show possible. You can be the quarterback or GM of this segment. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. Ram Nation, you can hear every game right here on 910 The Fan with an extended pregame show this season that I host for home games live from the Commonwealth Room before I hand it off to Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby. And the Rams have two more games this calendar year before conference play begins on January 3rd when the Rams host St. Bonaventure. At the end of this segment, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to see VCU in their first 8-10 conference game of the season, taking on St. Bonaventure. But joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, member of the Final Four squad here at VCU, it's Ed Nixon. What's going on, Chef Nix? What's going on, boss man? How you doing? I'm doing great. How awesome was it to see Joe Bamasil back in the lineup, man? It was beautiful um, to see a kid go through all that uh, NCAA rigmarole to finally, you know, get the chance to play in front of the hometown, in front of a home crowd. It was very nice to see. You know, we did our Black and Gold Fan podcast yesterday. New episode is available today on iTunes, Spotify, or the free Odyssey app. Just search Black Gold Fan Pod. And one of the things that the Stat Monster uh, brought up is the offense this year is taking about 18.3 seconds per possession. They're not playing as fast as I think some of us might have expected under Ryan Odom, and I feel like the fast break numbers have been an issue at times during losses this season. I can point to two games where we only had two fast break points. Why do you think it's been so tough for the Rams to get out in transition this year? Well, I I think uh, rebounding and points in the paint have a lot to do with that. Uh, if you look at the majority of the games that we've lost as VCU, um, they've lost the points in the paint battle. Mm-hmm. And when we're getting scored on in the paint, that means we're not we're not forcing longer shots, we're not getting long rebounds that lead to transition, that lead to fast rate points. And we're not the defensive team where we turn teams over at a high rate. So those are two things that we did previously that were that equaled our fast break points. Now we have to find a different way to do that, and I think by doing this, the best thing to do is keep them out of the paint, force them into long shots, equal to long rebounds, get out of transition that way. We got Ed Nixon with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Follow him on social media at Chef underscore Nix. Um, so, look, this is an interesting few games here. Uh, I feel like VCU has much more talent than Maryland Eastern Shore and Gardner-Webb. Uh, so how important is it 
for the Rams to get good quality wins, win by double digits, and get some confidence heading into conference play? I mean, you you want we had a lot of a lot of time this early on this season where we'll win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win two, lose two. So it's one of these things where you you want to get some continuity, you want to get on a roll, and you want to have a team confidence that you can you can do that. Because not only have we not had you know consecutive wins except for like we're on a two game win streak now, we had three games early on, but we haven't truly had a road game yet either. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you you are completely confident as a team when you go into somebody else's house, and I think win these next two games will be uh, important. The starting five, Ed, how do you feel about it? Because last year, Coach Rhodes, around this same time, made a major move, taking scoring guard and small forward Jameer Watkins, moving him to the bench for the better defender in Nick Kern. That change really changed the dynamic of the offense. So how do you feel about this year's starting five, and do you expect any changes? Well, if Sean Bear still comes back, I believe the, the, the starting five will change. I'm not exactly sure if they'll move Michael Bell to the bench or Kwani to the bench, um, but it's going to change. Uh, it, eventually, it will change, and I think that'll be for for the betterment of the team. Uh, however, Kwani Kwani has been having uh, a lot of success these last few games, and if he can p- continue to play that way, then I, I mean, you never know what could happen. Right, and it's so tough because I I do think like. Christian Furman has earned the right to still be the starting center, even though Toby Lawall has been statistically better than him off the bench. You mentioned Kwani Kwani. I want to keep him in the lineup as he's starting to heat up. And Michael Bell, he might deserve to start more than anybody with the way he's defending and rebounding. So it's going to be tough, a decision that Ryan Odom will have to make. I mean, I, I agree. I agree, but, you know, that's what we get paid the big bucks for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but honestly, honestly, Sean Barrisville is going to start. Once yeah. he once he gets once his foot gets better and healed, he will start. Um, but starting isn't necessarily the end all be all. Coming off the bench isn't necessarily the end all be all. Toby, I, I love Toby coming off the bench because he's an instant energy spark. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just find the role that fits you and excel in that, and you'll still have just as, as many quality minutes. Ed, we've got to talk about this starting backcourt because they have been incredible offensively. Zeb Jackson and Shulga combining for more than 30 points. They had 38 in the win against Temple. And, I mean, it was so tough going into this offseason knowing we had to replace the A-10 player of the year in Ace Baldwin. Had to replace the sophomore sensation in Jaden Nunn. But, man, offensively, these guys are making it look easy replacing those two with the amount that they're scoring. Well... Absolutely, and you know, if I told you that they could probably do even better, <laughs> I I know it sounds crazy, but you get Sean Barristow back, Kwani Kwani starts hitting shots, Joe Bamasaw comes back, he's a threat from outside, that's going to equal the paint opening up. Yeah. And though Max can shoot the three, though, though Zeb can knock it down, they both thrive at getting into the paint. Yeah. So I think that once they get the full team back, they do have a chance to uh, to excel to excel and score more. However, I think the assists will go up more. Both guys are really good passers, 
And once the paint opens up and we start getting these deep paint touches and the defense has collapsed and we're able to kick it out to a knockdown shooter like, like Sean or Joe and Kwani, the offense is going to go up. Ed Nixon with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. I mentioned the Black and Gold Fan Podcast, new episode available today. And uh, one of the things that we all asked for for Christmas this year is, can we get a good game from Roosevelt Wheeler over the next two games? Do you think we can get some minutes and some confidence for Rose heading into conference play? I mean, it, I think that's all going to come down to, to to Rose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he's had some opportunities. I don't think that he played to his best ability with those opportunities. Uh, but now he, he's kind of put himself in, in, in the doghouse and, so he's going to have to fight his way out. You yeah, know, you see yeah. that going on with any team everywhere. You look at the Golden State Warriors. Andrew Wiggins was a starter. Now he's on the bench trying to fight himself, fight, fight himself out of the doghouse. It's just part of the game. So I think he'll get some minutes. And when he does, he has to thrive in his role. And I think that will change the season for him. I love that. Just because you're in the doghouse doesn't mean you can't bite your way out. You know, so uh, I do right. think he'll have an opportunity in the next two games here to prove that he's worth giving minutes to during conference play. I did want to spotlight Jason Nelson, Ed, because, man, he is shooting the three balls so well. You talk about sparks off the bench and Toby LaWall. I think Jason Nelson might be as big or even a bigger spark off the bench. And what I love about Jason is you can keep him in in the clutch minutes because – I think the Rams might even be at their best when Zeb Jackson's playing off ball and Shulga can run around screens. And so you let Jason Nelson be the point and let those two guys be slashers. Well, I would have to do some research and actually see that, but I do agree with that. Jason Nelson does bring that energy off the bench. Yeah. Uh, one thing he likes to do that I think Max uh, not struggles with but uh, doesn't do as often is Nelson really pushed the pace. Yeah. He really pushes the pace. He'll get a rebound, and he's he's off to the off to the races. And once we get our athletes on the wing, and they're running along with him, he's he's like a, a different dynamic to this team that could really be impactful. Ed, great stuff as always, man. Love talking VCU hoops with you. Happy holidays. You got any big plans for Christmas? Uh, drink a lot of eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that. Well, I see you at the game on Friday. Yes, I'll actually be calling the game Friday. Oh, there we go. My man, who are you doing it with? Is it Sean Robertson? Yes, sir. Sean Robertson and I will be calling it on Masson and ESPN Plus. I love that. Ed, thanks so much for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. You're listening to AWOD Radio, and now it's time to give away a pair of tickets to see VCU basketball. Caller number three. Right now, caller number 3-833-804-0910. Anytime you hear this sound on AWOD Radio, you know it's time for a giveaway. And who's our next contestant? Ding, 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 ding. Tell her what she's won. Call in right now, 833-804-0910. The 6-5 and five VCU Rams have two more games to close out the year before they host St. Bonaventure in the A-10 opener on January 3rd, 2024. It's 833-804-0910. Tickets will be emailed to the winner one week prior to the date of the game upon winner verification. There are no prize pickups at the station anymore. We will email the winners and contact you with a release form. Call in right now, 833-804-0910. Anytime you hear this sound, you know it's time for a giveaway. And who's our next contestant? Ding, 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 ding. Tell her what she's won.
Don't go anywhere. Final segment coming up next on The Fan.